Welcome to the Movie Dummies Podcast. Here are your idiot hosts. I mean regular hosts. Adam and Joel. It's yay. It's boo. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. It goes along. Ring, 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 ring. And on that note, welcome to the Movie Dummies podcast. Uh, that that stupid ringtone interrupted autopilot, but whatever. Thanks, autopilot. I'm Joe. I'm Adam. I'm Shannon. I'm and I'm Angela. And we are Sans Matt, but we are still Movie Dummies. And this week we're going to go through a, I don't know, um, a movie. I, I don't really remember its critical reception. It was a box office smash, but it, the movie is called Bedtime Stories. It's an Adam Sandler joint. And, uh, I, you know, I, I like it, but whatever. Joint? Do you mean like... A joint. It's a uh, joke. Like, oh, I thought you meant like a collaborative with his posse. Like the people sure. that... Oh, fine. Spike Lee movies are, uh, are a Spike Lee joint. So I think I was Adam understood what I meant. Like all the same actors yes. are in this movie that yes. are in all his other movies. His crew is in there. Yes. Uh, but before we dive too far into the gorgeousness of the bedtime stories, uh, what do you got to recommend this week, Adam? Well, man, it's it's been it's been a while. It's been a profitable season in the the, the cinematic viewing um, genre, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Uh, started a couple that made no sense. and finished. <laughs> I know. Started a couple, finished a few. Um, got done with, uh, just started up season three of Ballos. Whoop, whoop. Oh, okay. Um, I love that show. I shouldn't, but I do. With The Rock. <laughs> so, what's that? With The Rock. Yeah, but the show has done really well. And yeah. season three kicked off really well because they actually do a nod of the hat to the new franchise move from Oakland to Las Vegas. Yeah, they make it The and Rock's idea. They show it into the show, and I thought that was awesome. And the weird thing is, the way they showed it into the show, um, they had to have news of this before anybody else did, because making the this this episode happened before they launched and uh, they announced that Oakland, the Raiders, were moving to Las Vegas in 2020 or 2019 or whenever. But so it was pretty cool. Anyway, so it started that started the Young Pope. Um, oh boy, pretty- the Young Pope. Yes, with Jude Law. Uh, Jude Law. Yep, um, and uh, Diane Keaton is mm-hmm. another. Wait, name wait, is this a TV that? show? It is an HBO show. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was lost. Yeah, it is bizarre no, as balls. It's bizarre, but it's like wickedly clever. It's I only watched like, the first episode, and I was like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> so it's it's crazy. I'm about five episodes, five or six episodes in, and this young pope right is doing like a shout back back to early catholicism where it was very conservative and very exclusive so um yeah it's just really good and it's it's done well it is it's not for everybody for sure um and i don't know how you would perceive how you perceived it joe especially with your background but uh, I, i thought it was interesting i just thought it was weird like it Jude, is. I did, I couldn't get a handle on Jude Law's character. I didn't know what he like what his game was. I know that that I'd have to watch the whole season to get it. Yeah, but like Once that whole climbing over more, the dead babies unfolds, thing too was weird. 
Yeah, it unfolds, and you kind of you kind of understand what he's doing and why he's doing it, and uh, you get a little insight to him. But anyway, so I started that, and then just one more finished the 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 season of Westworld. So oh yeah, it's great. A lot of HBO stuff because we have HBO now. It's a trial thing, so I binge watch crap like crazy. <laughs> um, and so I uh, did that, but saw some good movies. Um, I'm not going to say, and I think three shows are enough for now. So if you give it time, watch those shows. Maybe you like them, maybe you don't. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right. Angela? Well, I have one thing to well. recommend and one thing that I'm not going to recommend. And the f- thing I was going to recommend was Ballers. Oh, okay. <laughs> that you weren't so, going to recommend or you were? Well, Angela's is actually a documentary like about melon balling. <laughs> it's actually not about the rock. <laughs> that does seem more my style. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> now that I mentioned it. I love, I love the rock. So the anything that the rock is in, I'm down for. And I'm, Even Doom? Doom wasn't I've that bad. I've not seen that, but I will watch it. <laughs> yeah. Scorpion King is bad. I have not seen that one either. I did that out of self-preservation for my love of The Rock. Well, yes, Doom is kind of safe. Scorpion King is not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're both fun. That's not true. Because <laughs> Scorpion <laughs> King is not fun. <laughs> so, sounds like we have another movie to review. Yeah. Yes. Oh, please. Yes. No. Please. Let's not do this. We still Anyways, have Terminator which one don't 4. you want to recommend? So I'm not going to recommend a movie from 2010 called I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, yeah. What? It is a it revenge is horror. horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. Well, it's it, a horror, right? It's a revenge horror. It, it, yeah, it's a revenge horror. Um, the, the basic one, right? premise is Chick gets uh, gang raped in the woods and she... Mm-hmm comes back for revenge and brutally murders all of her assailants. Oh, it's, brutally. It's a hard set. It is a remake from what I recall. And I believe this, yes, this the is original Eli Roth from deal. 1978. From what I also have, huh? I've never seen either, but just from the, the talkings and goings on on the internets I've heard over the years is that the original is much better. Um, I did a little research on it. Uh, after I watched it because I wanted to know how this abomination came to be. And <laughs> um, Roger, e- Roger Ebert gave the film two thumbs down. Okay. The original said that <laughs> it was, two. you know, it was brutal just for brutal sake, that there, that there was no, no, nothing good about this movie. And then he reviewed the 2010 version and, Gave it zero stars and said that it was, it, it you know it was even, it was even worse than the original. So hmm. it's possible well, if, that the original was better. If Ebert is um, your barometer, then uh, don't. Ebert watch it. is not my barometer. I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> he might be the only person who actually the only single person that reviewed both movies at the huh? same you know at the time that they were released. Perhaps. Hmm. So, um, don't watch I Spit on Your Grave. I what mean, was the one with uh, Jodie Foster and Saeed from Lost? Unless you're into super brutal horror movies, you'll probably like it. It it was really well done, I guess. Was it, it was just hold on. a really hard set. The Brave One, starring Jodie Foster one. 
and it had uh, Saeed from. Oh, Austin that was it. like old. Oh, that was like back in the nineties, wasn't it? No, it was probably two thousand and four, two thousand five, somewhere around there. Um, wow. It's it's the oh, same the Brave premise. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Wow. Man, we're it's, getting old. It's a similar yeah. premise. Um, Jodie Foster seeks revenge on people who who hurt. Uh, I don't remember. Killed her boyfriend and raped her. I don't remember exactly how it went. Don't quote me on that. But it's it's a similar premise. And it's not uh, horror gore porn like I Spit in Your Grave is. Yeah. It, um, so, okay. I recommend I'm, that. I'm instead. bored just sitting here. Okay. Great. Your turn. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Horror and me don't get along. Okay. I have a long list. You I'll can go say fast. two things. What? You get three tops. Because I did three. Well, okay. for the listeners who may not know, we have not recorded in over a month. so I have a list going. Fine. I'll save some for later. There you go. Okay. First uh, little mention was over the summer, I started telling my kids a shortened version of Ready Player One from the book because I listened to the entire book and loved it. I'm very mm. excited for the movie that's coming out. And Oh, I, yeah. That trailer looked Awesome. Married at Comic Con, yeah. I'm very excited. So the kids are like, tell a story. So I started telling them the story and kind of leaving out little bits and pieces. But they were like, tell me more. And I was like, well, I'll just read you the book. And we're actually reading them chapter by chapter. And they're so excited to be listening. Except I kind of have to edit out some words. Some swear wordies. And some inappropriate words. Yes. <laughs> but... They are loving it. So I think it's a book that's going to kind of hit all, or movie that's going to hit all ages. And it'll be, I'm hoping it's going to be a really good turnout for the movie at Blockbuster. So that's my well, first. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, directing it. Okay, my second, um, what do you say when you don't want to go see it? You just say you don't want you <laughs> don't want to recommend it. There's this no is a trick word. Non-recommend movie. We went and saw Spider-Man in the movie theaters, and it was okay. But I was looking for more. I don't know. I was just missing something. You did not like yeah. Homecoming. Wow, this is the first time we've discussed this. I've been thinking it about a lot. I would just I liked it to a point, but it it kind of felt like it was missing a lot. Of who Spider-Man was. If it was about Spider-Man, I really didn't learn enough about him. What it was him. missing is Spider-Man actually being a hero. Yes. He wasn't actually... Because he, he's a dumb kid. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got all the abilities of Spider-Man, but he's got we, the maturity of a dumb kid. We've had so many Spider-Man origins kind of things. Like, I, I'm ready to get into Spider-Man being a hero. I'm done with... Well, the idea of Spider-Man finding himself and developing himself. Just give us Spider-Man the way Spider-Man is. Like Deadpool. They did that perfectly. They gave mm-hmm. us Deadpool. There's a difference there. I mean, it was there. a bit of an origin Sp- story it, there. Nah, it's not the same thing, Adam, because you get Deadpool's complete origin, but Deadpool, Deadpool's an adult. Right. Mm. You know, Spider-Man's always a kid oh. at his origin. You know what mm. I mean? So it's like... in, so, in after, after 14, 15 years of Spider-Man films, you can move them along. You can progress them a bit. And they did. They didn't... No, there's no mm-hmm. Uncle Ben. There's no none of this. But I'm I'm just going to go ahead and assume the the minds behind the MCU have a reason for making for the, him a teenager. And, like, the mm-hmm. crutch of Iron Man was there the whole time for him. And he kind of made this small 
decision, which I don't want to spoil too much of the movie at the end, but it wasn't enough. I, well, the fact that he's in love with like Tony Stark is part of the reason why it's great. It, they've actually gone on to say publicly that the little kid in Iron Man 2 with the Iron Man mask who is about to get clobbered by one of the bad robots is Peter Parker. Hmm. So he's been, you know, that's they've retconned that and said that's Peter Parker. He's always been a fan of Iron Man and a fan of Tony Stark. So that little added tidbit lends well, more credence to why Iron Man's so prevalent in the film. So therefore, I'm very much looking forward to Thor and Dude, that Thor movie looks great. coming out in a little bit. But my final recommendation, actually, it's, I'm not quite sure. It's a Netflix show called Ozark. Oh. I'm not quite sure if I like it or if I don't like it. It, It's not the kind of show I like. It's a drug story with a family. Um, the good guys I, are bad guys. Yeah. But I just don't like the, the realistic... I'm put in this situation and I have to find my way out. And like, I know there's bad in this world. I just, I can't get into it. <laughs> and I actually turned off episode two because I was just like, Ugh. I, I'm just not sure yet. So maybe next week I'll have uh, either go or no go on Ozark from Netflix. So those are my recommendations. Ready Player One, the book. Don't go see Spider-Man. Just wait for it to come up. Don't go see it. Go see Spider-Man. And then check out Ozark and see if you like it or if you don't. Well, if you're a fan of great acting, I would say watch Ozark. Joe, what is your recommendation? Oh, I would like to recommend a movie called The Wall. I actually watched it today and I wrote a review. It's on moviedummies.com along with uh, other reviews and such. Um... It is about a sniper duo, um, U.S. military, going through Iraq. I believe it's like 2007, somewhere around there. Uh, and they get pinned down by a super good sniper, and chaos ensues. It's basically, I'm going to go ahead and say they probably did it for a million bucks. It is super low budget. There is hmm. no sets. There's only two actors, and basically anyways, and one voice actor who talks over a comm unit. And it's kind of like what I said in the review is it seems like it's a bottle episode of the TV show The Unit, um, just elongated. You know, it's like something you'd see on TV. Hmm. But it's super interesting, and I was compelled the whole time, and um, I thought it was good. So I'd say give it a watch. It's an Amazon Studios picture, so... Look for it to be coming to Prime soon, or you can go on Amazon and rent or buy it now if you want. Hmm. Okay. Other? And my other major, 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 major recommendation Ooh. is Baby Driver. Yes. Go see Baby Driver. It is awesome. pretty close to perfect. I love really? it. Yes. Edgar Wright. Um, I think everybody pretty much knows who Edgar Wright is. This movie... If you don't, you can Google him. Just what he had to do. Hot Fuzz. Yeah, he did the Cornetto trilogy. He did Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And uh, now Baby Driver. What he had to do to accomplish this feat in filmmaking and all the people involved that had to be involved to get it right, it just must have been astounding and immense. 
Um, I heard some interviews where he was talking about how many supervisors they had watching every frame of film every second during, you know, like right after they shot it, just to make sure. Because uh, the whole movie lines up with the music. So, like, all the action on the screen is going beat for beat with the music. Right. So it's... But you... While you're watching the movie, you kind of forget that it's there. It's like you notice it, but it plays perfectly together that you're so into what's happening. It's like, I can't wait to see the movie again. Yes. Just to pick all the pieces together. It's amazing. It's like you forget that there's music going on while the action's going on, while the other thing's going on. It's like, wow. It just all comes together wonderfully. The most succinct Sounds way overwhelming. to it's well no. the most succinct way to put it was done by Mr. Edgar Wright himself. Is elevator pitch is it's a car chase movie driven by music. Cool. Is there a baby in there anywhere? No, Ansel just... Egghort is a guy named nicknamed Baby. Mm. Nobody puts him in a corner. Nobody. It's my Lego Batman left. <laughs> So yeah, go see Baby Driver. Um, I don't know what I... Re- I think I reviewed it on the site, but man, it sticks out in my head as like a 10 out of 10. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you did. Did I give it a 10? When's the last time we gave it 10 out of 10? I don't know. John Wick? Oh, John Wick. John Wick was... No, I think we gave 9 or 10s on that. I can't remember. I think I gave it a 10 out of 10. I think I did too. It but... deserves 50, but... That's cray-cray... <laughs> So we're going to go from a 10 out of 10 to a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes rated film Bedtime Stories. Oh, let's dive in, guys. 25%. To be fair, that 25% is a critic score. User score was like 55. 55, I think, is probably decent. Well, for a Sandler movie, you either like what he does or you don't. Right. I like Adam Sandler. So half the people liked it and half the people didn't. Well, unless it's Jack and Jill, then everybody hates it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was Skeeter and Jill. Oh, it's a Dungachino. Ooh, ah. I don't know. Adam it was, Sandler's great. It's a box office hit, though. Grossed over $200 million worldwide on an $80 million budget. But watching the movie, I kind of wondered, is this really an went? $80 million movie? I mean... right. There's a lot of effects in the movie, I guess. There's there's a ton of effects shots, but eighty million. Whew. Going on all the big name actors. Well, they were big at the time. Right. Right. Guy you know, Pierce. Guy Pierce is a freaking chameleon. I love that dude. I love right. That. He's I actually called him the bad guy everything. from Iron Man. Everything. He's he's great, no matter what he's doing. <laughs> he's um, best being a douchebag though, and that is what he is in this movie. Or yep. straight up evil, like in Brimstone. Holy crap. Tell you what, he was really good in the Count of Monte Cristo, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's just, he's always great. What? I've never, I've never not liked him. He was even good in that crappy movie, The Time Machine. That's true. Uh, you ever see Lockdown with him? Oh, yeah. Sci fi? He was pretty good in that one, too. <laughs> These dudes have been in probably 100 movies. He's great. A thousand. Oh. 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 <laughs> Hyperbole. Uh,. Watching this movie at the very beginning, I, I totally forgot this was a Disney movie. <laughs> well, right? I only knew it was Disney because you saw the castle. Well, yeah, I, that's that's kind of what I was just talking about. And it explains the use of Buzz Lightyear at the end of the movie. Right. Which our kids totally pointed out. Oh, look, it's Buzz Lightyear. Like, huh? Hey, even I pointed it out. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> 
The movie starts off with some fun narration by the High Sparrow. But in this the movie, High Sparrow. In this movie, he's a small business owner who loves his kids, so it's not in really the, the same. Sunny Vista in 1974. Yeah. Um, we get a backstory yeah. about how Sandler was told bedtime stories by his dad, and that's where he gets his storytelling prowess, as mm-hmm. we're gonna come to find out. And uh, we also learned that the Sparrow is not a good businessman. He uh, ends no. up selling his motel to uh, Vernon Weasley. You know, what's his name? Vernon. Uncle Vernon. Uncle Vernon. Vernon Dursley. Vernon Dursley, uh, who makes Sandler a handyman, even though he promised that he would run the company one day. But it was kind of cool when they built the hotel. Like, they showed you, like, the quick version. Mm-hmm. It shows it completely coming down. Like, they tore everything down and rebuilt but it looks like Adam Sandler's actually living in a portion of the old hotel. Yeah, he gets to stay. That's on the grounds. He's lived there his whole life. That's yeah. where he lived when he was a kid. I like that little creativity of you know keeping that there. Building the city around the old yeah. house. <laughs> like up. Aww. Yes. And speaking of Adam Sandler, he's got this sweet hairdo. It's like a mohawk. He's sort of got, he's got like a Jewhawk. <laughs> Yeah, it's... he calls it something. What does he call it? I don't know. He... Goofy is the new handsome. Yeah, he says Goofy is the new handsome, and he drives away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learn that Sandler. We do some character building. He's a sympathetic oaf. Guy Pierce is a wiener. Lucy Lawless mm-hmm. is some sex-starved troll. And there's a KFC <laughs> dude. That was Lucy Lawless. Yeah, it was Lucy Lawless is. How Aspen. did I miss that? Because she does not look like Lucy Lawless at all. She was wearing at zero Xena Warrior Princess right. outfits. <laughs> Just a lot oh. of makeup. Uh, Uncle Vernon is the bad guy. KFC? He, give, he gives a dumb speech uh, that there will mm, be a new hotel. Good chicken. And gives the job of running it to... The bad guy from guy Iron Pierce. Man. Guy Pierce. And we also learn that slutty McNottingham is a bit of a slut. Violet. No, she's hot. No, no, no warm-hearted. She has a bit of a reputation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Played by Teresa Palmer. I don't want to sell her short. She's actually a really good actress. I actually enjoyed the part where she was talking with the kids. Yeah. Right. Giving advice. I, I enjoyed that as well. That's a good... Uh, this is just yeah. an onslaught of introductions. Courtney Cox is Sandler's sister, and she's an uptight mm-hmm. butthole who doesn't let her kids have any fun. Who's healthy. Who does that? Who eats healthy Who's these days? Disgusting. Disgusting. I mean, it's not She's just gross. healthy; it's disgusting. She it's child abuse. It's downright it's gluten- child abuse. She's serving these poor children for a birthday party, gluten-free wheatgrass cake. That's disgusting. It's gross. Uh-huh. Have you had it before? <laughs> no. Then how do you know? Because even she says, once you get <laughs> past the smell, the it's smell. fine. <laughs> gross. That's hilarious. And that's where Adam Sandler, he's like the savior, brings the cookies and the cinnamon rolls and the candy. Yeah, there's a couple good jokes there. Well, his birthday presents were lame. Hope you got a Cinnabon, and he hangs his hand out the window and the kids all grab it. But this is the point where we find out kind of the plot to the story. Subplot time. Yeah, so the sister's like, I have to go find a new job because our school's closing and I need you to watch my kids. She's losing her job as the principal, uh, so she has to go to Arizona to do some job interviews. Sandler has to babysit at night only uh, because Felicity is going to watch the kids during the day. 
So he won't have to be fully responsible because I'm, he can't even be responsible enough to move out of his childhood hotel room. <laughs> so right, I was thinking through this, and I'm thinking she watches them during the day. I don't know if anyone thought this, but there's a part in the movie where she's at the beach, but there's a part in the movie when she's at school. Is this summer? When is this? Is this spring break? No, I'm confused. No, it's she skipped school one, or she skipped uh, work, work one day to go look for a new job but then she decided not to do that and just the the kids are in school during the day gotcha so she's really not babysitting during the day she's dropping the kids off at she's babysitting until sandler gets off work gotcha so she does morning and afternoon duty Mm -hmm. she actually (laughs) she's a teacher at the school as well so she teaches at the same school they go to so she takes them to work with her basically yes and I, I wrote down that I bet Sandler and Felicity are going to get along like gangbusters, right? Gang, not ghosts? I mean, as soon as they were introduced, I'm like, they're going to end up together. Meet cute. Well, yep. they actually have pretty good chemistry, but I think that's like... They do. That's like a Sandler thing. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying that like women have a problem, but I think Sandler's just one of those guys. He probably has a lot of fun on set, and people get along with him. I've never really heard a bad report. From anybody, not like Ben Stiller, right? You know, his wife can't even stand him. He's not married anymore. (laughs) You're a reach Prius. Yeah, so I imagine that uh, fake vomit in uh, Dodgeball was real. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Mm. you know, I don't want to tell tales out of school, so I'll stop. But. Uh, that's this is when we get the first instance of the ringtone right now too that I played at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, yeah, much. no, no, don't do it again. It's too long. Uh-huh. It's too long. Stop it. <laughs> okay, okay. Relax. And then I was don't wondering. Let's just take a vote really quick. I have three movie ringtones. Okay, the one that we already played, which I won't play again. This one. Okay. Come on now, more margaritas. And then this one. Which one do you think is the best one? Uh, the uh, other one. Play the course. third one. I'm not playing it again. You can play <laughs> it. We need, it the, and we need to get that Geico one, the ringity ding ding dong one. Gotta get that one. Well, these are from movies. Uh, so. More margaritas. I vote more margaritas. More margaritas. I yeah, vote yeah. more margaritas yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. The other Pacino. one was lame. I vote, sure. I vote well, the dying one. The, the oh, one from Adam. Crank? That one. Okay. Now that that's settled. <laughs> okay, then. Clear. More uh, character introduction. No, Russell we're back Brand at the is a lovable loser. He's back. Yeah, we're getting introduced to Russell Brand. Um, he's such a weirdo in this movie. He's always a weirdo. I let kids braid my hair. I don't know if anyone's hair. noticed. He hasn't really been in movies in the last <laughs> 10 years, but... I know. On to the actual babysitting. Sandler doesn't understand what's going on. He has no relationship with these kids, so he just sends them directly to bed and tells them a bedtime story. But the kids only have this weird leftist propaganda children's book collection, so he decides just to come up with some uh, stories like he got told when he was a kid. Okay, wait a minute. What was it like? Pork, like uh, (laughs) organic squirrel, porcupine. Oh yeah, organic bunny gets a bike helmet or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. The organic organic bunny gets a, a bike helmet, and then the first one was uh, it was a crocodile I... saves the wetlands or something like that. Yeah. 
but like i'm disturbed at this like setting that they set up for these kids they have the same bedroom the girl and the boy are sleeping together who cares but between their beds they don't own a tv but they own a mac huh well they gotta have a computer for school Sure. Yeah. Education well, reasons. You can watch TV on your Mac. How else are they supposed to Mac? reach their echo chambers? I mean, some I'm sure they're not going on YouTube like, or anything. Yeah, some tells me these kids aren't Netflix savvy. But. Right. Yeah. Well, well they no will one be was now in after 2007 the movie. or whatever. <laughs> it was also raining when they went to bed. I don't know if that played any part in the magical... Yeah, th- this is where we get into some... You're not quite sure where it comes from. Log- you have to take a huge logic leap here because... Right. The they tell this story about Sir Fix a lot, uh, he, which is basically saying they're complaining about his life, and it's set to like a medieval theme. And the story ends in like a huge pile of self pity with Sir Fix a lot jumping into an alligator filled moat, but the kids <laughs> don't like it, and they change the story on him. So like it's not happy. Giving him a chance to earn a shot at the title, and, and then Journey plays, and it's all great. Don't stop. And Bugsy rings a bell, and then it and it rains gumballs. Well, yeah, it rains gumballs, but there's no logic as to, like, where the magic came from. Like, no, 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 there was a sound. Well, Bugsy rings his his bell. That means I'm he guessing to to it's bed. in Bugsy's eyes, which we have not mentioned yet. <laughs> yes. They have a guinea pig named Bugsy, which I absolutely love. Like, Sandler's talking off screen, and then all of a sudden he just goes, what is this on my head? Right. And it goes, hands back to him, and there's this giant guinea pig just resting on top of his head. I thought that was cute. That has CGI eyes. eyes. Huge eyes. Like, they take up its whole head. It's weird. I think it's in the eyes. Yeah, that whole... where the magic comes from. That's probably where the 80 million went. I love the names in this one, though. Friar Fred and Sir Buckkiss and... Sir Buckkiss. (laughs) Fairy Raven. And she's a raven. And she's... What did she start off with? She was a fairy. A fairy. She was the queen of the fairies. Yeah, she was Tinkerbell. Then she, he's like, no, she needs to be a raven. Brings bad. A, a weird mermaid who does a dolphin thing at no, the end. No, she's a mermaid. <laughs> she, us. She, was, she was Mr. Underappreciated first and underdemeciated. Yeah. Underdemeciated. <laughs> so, the magic. It just... Yeah, anyways. In the okay, morning... Wait, wait. Then we go to fixing the TV. Well, Sandler gets called back for an emergency. Ver- Uncle Vernon's TV won't turn on, so he takes the kids with him and has Teresa Palmer watch them for a minute and goes and fixes the TV. Um, while he's there, Vernon tells Sandler about the new hotels and the secret theme that's going to happen. And it's basically a ripoff of the Hard Rock Hotel. Right. Which right. leads to part- portions of the story coming true. He's going to give the- him a shot at the title. There's a contest which is going to be on... Uncle Vernon's birthday in a week. And some other stuff happens and it rains gumballs, just like in the story. Yeah, but while he's fixing the TV, the daughter, what's her name? Violet, is watching the kids who are in their PJs, you know, sitting yeah, at the she's hotel. Yeah, hang- Teresa Palmer's hanging out with the kids. and But she's, I don't know, she's having like a heart-to-heart with these with the boy. little kids. Yeah, and she's like, I want to hear more about this. This girl, Patricia Sparks. Yeah, Patricia Sparks. <laughs> Which comes back later. Mm-hmm. She's a redhead, Matt Who's would two years, And she's two years older than him. Oh, yes. yeah. But I think that's... She did a wonderful job in this portion of the film. I really like this one scene 
the heart to heart with the it kids was, and it was, it was a fun. fun scene yeah. it was it kind of gave you a different light of her character that she wasn't all rich and warm-hearted <laughs> hot in, in the news so, or whatever <laughs> so i have yeah, another she's no gemma from Fool's yeah. let's just <laughs> say that so another poll would you say that guy pierce is attractive no no you don't think so adam not even a little you don't think I would eventually say, handsome? I would say he's a solid eight out of ten. All right. What <laughs> about Lucy Lawless? Would you find? Would you say that she's attractive? No, no. I'd say I she... mean, whoa, whoa, wait. Zena say... Warrior Princess? No, just, she's a just... solid eight out of ten. Sure. Okay. In talk... this movie, right. she's a troll. We're talking Lucy <laughs> no, Lawless the Star Spangled Banner at the Wings game. <laughs> Whatever, with her boob out. <laughs> I'd say she's a solid two out of ten. So their relation, like they're both movie people. Yet they're so disgusting. They have like this disgusting right. relationship, and it makes me want to puke. <laughs> the flirting right. wasn't but going anywhere. He's no, no, supposed they, to be dating banging... the daughter, yeah. right? And he's clearly banging this chick. Yeah, him and Lawless have a side thing going on that. Yeah, she talks really dirty to him, but like not dirty, like Disney dirty. Right. Mm-hmm. And he just totally right. does not play along, but she doesn't care. Right, yeah. he just completely ignores it. Yeah. And he uses he, he, he he's he using her. He gurs back. He gurs back at her. Yeah, he gurs at her, but he doesn't participate in right. the dirty talk. No. I think he just puts out. Yeah, so, I don't. Yeah. He's a little fay, so yeah. who cares? We're on to the second story. <laughs> yeah, kids return to the story. And Sandler is now going to use the stories to get what he wants. In this case, he wants a Ferrari for, for free. Free. <laughs> wow, it has music uh-huh. too? Wow. So it's cowboys and Indians. There. We got Schneider and Sandler saying it. Well, with this story, it kind of goes like not the way that Sandler wants it. Well, to. yeah, the kids don't like the story again, which is what happened in the first one, and they changed it on them. But he hasn't figured out what's controlling the stories and why they're coming true. Not yet. Not yet. So this time, the kids have him rescue Teresa Palmer for, from some brigands. And Sandler tries to get some money, but the kids don't like that either. They're like, no. So they make the story end with an almost kiss and a shin kick from an angry dwarf. A damsel in distress. Yep. So. Yep. Things, the end. Things, once again, don't happen like he thought. He does not get a Ferrari, even though Rob Schneider's standing there. <laughs> yes, eat a gumball. Close he just your robs eyes. Him and it, runs it was, away. That scene is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, really like, like that scene because Sandler's so stupid, and Schneider's like, "Yeah, He's yeah, eat so a gumball." Sure, that Rob Schneider is there to give him a free Ferrari, For even free. though that's preposterous. And Rob Schneider is just, like, playing along because he knows he's going to rob this dude who's obviously crazy, you know? And I know Schneider's <laughs> kind of a crazy person in real life, but he was funny, too, when he was the Indian in the bedtime story. He's like, yeah. tell you, sting. And then he's like, just cut to the chase. He goes, okay. <laughs> he's got this I love complete... Rob Schneider. He's the best. You know. I loved the little hand motions. Yeah. Yeah. But then his real voice was hilarious. It's ridiculous. Okay, it's over here. yeah so uh, the real life story does not happen anything like that rob schneider robs him (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. So, but he does save the day for Teresa Palmer. Mm-hmm. But he does. He saves her from some her. paparazzi. Yeah. Yes, by splashing them with water and then backfiring his truck with a drill in his hand. They thought he had a gun. Yep. So they dropped all their cameras and ran. Yet still, an angry dwarf kicks him in the shin. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then jumps into a gremlin with a <laughs> that's full of a bunch of other dwarfs, and they tall run right off. Suck. Yeah, he says, "Tall people right. suck." <laughs> tall people suck. But then it's this part in the movie where Adam I was Sandler... highly offended by that comment. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what? Anti tallies. Shut up, you midget. <laughs> Whatever. I like my size. Yes. Go ahead, Shannon. Oh. It's this part in the movie where he wakes up the next morning or he's awake. We don't know if he even went to but bed. He's fixing a lamp. Yeah, he's fixing a, sh- a fish lamp. Is it a fish? Sure. Yep, and there's a cereal of sugar O's on the counter behind him. And his friend wakes up yelling, I'm innocent! Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Russell Brand has night pan- panic syndrome. Uh, yeah. Night panic disorder. Yeah, yeah, night panic disorder. So Jill knocks on the door and comes in and Adam... Or Skeeter is saying how he had an awful night and some dwarf kicked him and he hears the music again and he realizes it's because the kids tell no, the, the story. No, the kids say something. The light bulb on the lamp he's fixing turns on. Dun, dun, dun. Then he goes, ooh, and the wind chimes. Ooh. And, yeah, he's a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah, he, he realized that the kids control the story. Right. But this all has to do with him because, as I'll talk about later, he's having a, a mental break. He's he is completely insane. And you I'll, think so? I'm going to jump in. So. I'm going to jump into that in a little bit. So I think okay. he has a really good imagination. <laughs> so Sandler leaves his uh, hotel room, and him and Pierce square off. And Guy oh. Pierce is like so weird in this movie. <laughs> he's so weird. Let me try that cheesecake, and he just starts eating. <laughs> he's just, Freaking weirdo. I'm sorry. I don't know how the... many times throughout this movie I just went. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole time with this cheesecake and he throws it on the ground, all I thought was friends. Yeah. Right? Like, Joey don't... walking up. I was waiting for Joey to coat. walk up, pull a fork out of his inside coat pocket and go, yeah. What are we eating? And flash forward, turns out the kid's school is being closed for. The hotel. The new hotel plot twist. Everybody, Adam Sandler doesn't know. Mm. Oh, no. (laughs) But back to the bedtime stories. Everybody goes for a camp out on the roof with s'mores and all that crap. And Felicity's invited this time. Yep. Sister calls. Felicity Sans Afro. Can we just... Okay, fine. I'll call her Carrie Russell from now on. Okay. (laughs) The chick whose brain explodes in Mission Impossible 3. Jill. Just call her Jill. She's an American on The Americans. Actually, that show's really great, and she's great on it. So anyways. Well, there's a moment on the roof that's very touching. I cried. Well, I didn't, but it was touching. You're a heartless wench. Bobby, the girl, asked if their dad's ever coming back. Yes. And Skeeter has a really good response to this. He's a very good uncle. To respond that yeah. he's missing out big time. Yeah, he basically says, you your dad's crazy the one who's missing miss- out. Yeah. You know? And you'll always have sweet. me. Yeah. 
And I just want to take this opportunity because Sandler does this in a lot of his movies. He's a really good actor. Yes, yeah. he is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen ever seen Rain on Me or Rain Over Me, whichever one it's called, I can never remember. He, that's that's a straight up drama that he's doing. It's like he he has dramatic stuff in a lot of his comedies. Like Wedding Singer stands out, right? But uh, but even Spanglish was pretty good. Spanglish is pretty good. Pretty well. He's just a good actor, and mm-hmm. I wish he would get out of his comfort zone and actually, like, maybe do something that would be riskier financially for him. I don't know. I think he's got chops. Okay. I mean, I couldn't agree more. He's definitely a really talented guy, but you know, yeah. he's in. He he doesn't need to get out of his comfort zone. Yeah. yeah, I think he's somebody who enjoys, and we talked about this before, Joe. He's just somebody who enjoys. He's got to enjoy what he does and with the people he does it with, right? Because right. he repeats I mean, the same people in the films. Mm-hmm. He repeats right. the in same this... type of films, and maybe it's for him. It's just about having fun, you know. Maybe, and well, right. the the box office isn't quite, you know, biting back at him yet. So, I mean, and when it did a little bit, Netflix gave him a giant truck full of money to make four films for them. So I don't. You know, they extended recently. Yeah, I think they did. They bumped it to six. Wow. Yeah. And those movies aren't like that bad. Ridiculous Six wasn't, you know, maybe a three out of ten. But the other one, the the Hitman one, was better. The Hitman uh, was pretty the good. The Cobbler was the great. The Cobbler was for Netflix. Yeah, the Do-Over was pretty good. What? Andy Wexler was okay. Yeah. The, what did so, you just say, Joe? The Cobbler wasn't one of the ones for Netflix. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't his movie either. He just acted it. Direct, it was direct to DVD. Yeah. Oh. Never mind then. No, the the ones for Netflix are his productions. So they're great. Happy Madison. Yeah. The one is The Do-Over. Um, yeah. Sandy Wexler. Yeah. I uh, liked The, the that, Do-Over. The Ridiculous Six and the one that just came out. The one just come out? Sandy Wexler. No, that's three. I don't know. Maybe he's working on the fourth one. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Mm. We can talk about this all day but anyways mm-hmm. we have to get to skeeticus the romaction skeeticus yeah the romaction story i actually oh. like the skeeticus one the best it starts off he, he does some chariot <laughs> tricks he does some flips and he goes can you dig it and the king has jumps, a crown jumps like grapes. 14 elephants Four. and the bugsy <laughs> and bugsy, yeah, bugsy yes. at the end yeah um, but of course, kids don't like this story either, and they're like, "No, no, no." They change it to the fairest maiden in the land. They don't say that that it's going to be Teresa Palmer. They say that all of the people who are mean to Skeeticus in high school are going to be at a restaurant, and they do the hokey pokey. Abe Lincoln shows up. I mean, oh wait, wait, wait. He, they save a big hairy guy. Yeah, they <laughs> save a, a, on the beach. a big hairy guy on the beach who swallowed an entire fish. <laughs> Right, and then Abraham Lincoln. And Abe Lincoln shows up. Which he scolds Patrick for bringing it up. Yeah, and then they they just go to bed, and the story ends there. So, back to the real-life equivalent. Um, All that stuff pretty much happens, except the fairest maiden in the land is Felicity, not Teresa Palmer. He he didn't figure that out right away. He actually called Victoria to schedule a date, and she was on a plane to Vegas. Yep. Right. He's not bright. He's no, he's he's Adam Sandler. No, he's a man. The day does to get weird. It, it gets super weird. The women hokey pokey. Oh my. <laughs> oh, that was so weird. It was so weird. <laughs> Although even... I have to say I love Aisha Tyler in this movie. Yeah. 
Aisha Tyler. She did a really great. nice job. Do you just like her because she was on Friends? No, I like her because she's on Archer. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> so Jill pretends to be the girlfriend, right? Which it, it, they didn't convince me. I don't know how they convinced these girls, but oh, they fat shame all them women too, which wouldn't oh, be allowed in do. movies today. That chick's just stuffing spaghetti into her maw. I'm sure she looks so hot on her rollerblades. Yeah. <laughs> as she's standing there. She's got some pretty sweet helmet hair. It probably gave her another four inches of height, and that's what she needed. Who knows? To be fair, she probably took the blades off when she entered the restaurant. Right. But who we, knows? we don't know. I don't know. Then they do the hokey pokey, which is weird. <laughs> it's really weird. It's so weird. Because they even comment, why like are we doing this? <laughs> right. They have no idea yeah. what's, <laughs> what's happening. What's going on? And it's kind of like they're possessed to do it. They're not all doing it at the same time, even. No. One starts. <laughs> and it's they weird. all kind of like get thrown up to do it. I mean, the kids said it would be a really awkward hokey pokey. Right. And it was. It was very awkward. <laughs> but then they're walking on the beach. You they, know? Sa- they save the fat dude. He just like body slams him. Well, he kicks him. Doesn't he like use yeah. his elbow? No, he like stomps on him. He's, he oh, does like a running foot. jump stop he catches the fish and throws it back into the ocean then he's like oh it's gonna rain and then they go run underneath a pier and he's like oh crap abe lincoln's about to show up well he was about they were about to kiss right and then he starts freaking out about abe lincoln and then a penny drops (laughs) well before abe shows up too he actually asks felicity sorry he actually asks carrie russell out on a date and he calls her the fairest maiden in all the land right to her face goes in for a kiss And then he starts freaking and... out about Abe Lincoln. Because he's a weirdo. Is there an Adam Sandler movie where he doesn't get a girl? No. Yeah, the one I talked about. Which one? Rain Over Me, Rain On Me. I don't remember what it's called. In Cobbler, okay. is there a girl? No. Uh, no, but it's not a. It's not about a girl. But does it have to be about a girl, Adam? No, I'm just curious. About... Oh, okay. And almost everyone, this, it's, a, it's the trope he falls in almost every mm-hmm. movie. Then we kind of go back. over me. Oh, I'm sorry. Rain over me, yeah. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Then we go back to the hotel and the kids are fake shaving. Yeah. <laughs> and Russell Brand can't read. We find out. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so Bugsy sad. can laugh. Who knew Bugsy could laugh? Yeah, he can mock uh, <laughs> the guinea pig and openly mock a human being for not being able to read. So, <laughs> that was very interesting. Yes. Interesting choices. Uh, but we're on to the very last story, a sci-fi tale about the very contest Adam Sandler's trying to win. And I don't know if we've exactly said, this whole premise of this movie is he wants a chance to run the hotel empire that his father kind of started as a small business. He gets a shot. Yeah, and he's been given a shot because of the bedtime stories. So this story is just as ridiculous as ever. I think Guy Pierce is great with all mm, his face yeah. acting. <laughs> His face acting is over the top. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. It's ridiculous. And, of course, who wins? He does. Adam well, Sandler does. Yeah. I'm not sure hey, if he I'm does. Give a, I'm going to have to get a nod of the hat to uh, the musical number Guy Pierce does. Oh, oh well, later? we're not there yet. We're Hold talking on. about... Oh. oh. The uh, spaceship. The space oh, my bad. Shuttle. The anti-gravity I thought battle. You jumped. I was like, that's a big jump. But okay, I'll, I'll, I'll roll with it. Well, the kids once again <laughs> butt in and incinerate Adam Sandler at the end of the story. 
But yeah, they're well, like not, not only that they make it so they can't talk right. Yeah, like, they say he's he a talks goofy a weird alien. alien language. Yeah, and Russell Brand has to translate for him. He's a C three PO. Yeah, yeah. Someone throws a firebot and then he dies, and then they're like, "Good night." Yep. <laughs> he's like, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, they fall asleep fast too, without remorse. They sure do. Just, I was gonna be like, he's like shaking them to death, and yeah, they're robots sleeping. But here's the part where he's driving and he hears every fire yeah. song imaginable. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and burn, baby, burn. Yeah, Disco Inferno. So he goes to the depot to buy fire repellent. Oh, I don't yeah. know, a fire well, extinguisher, a fire, fire blanket. A fire alarm. He's got a, he's got a garden hose. Yeah. <laughs> he sprays a Home Depot worker in the eyes with Christmas tree fire retardant but he yeah. feels so bad he does it himself <laughs> yeah. right i'm sorry here but before any of that happens guy pain. pierce in his most and dastardly the guy runs away and he's just like it's for trees <laughs> it's for trees <laughs> that was pretty great <laughs> before any of the burning stuff happens though guy pierce goes to the school and tells uh carrie russell that sandler is betraying her because the new hotel is is going where the school goes. Yeah, ten poor right. rubber ducky. He is a dastardly douchebag. Devil. Yeah, then all the fire stuff happens. Yeah. And of Sorry. course, the birthday party for old Uncle Vernon is a luau, which has fire everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. There are fire performers. There's torches. He there's pushes little up. tiki guys <laughs> shooting fire out of their mouths. They're roasting pigs over open flames. And he is just having a friggin' panic attack. Yeah. Uh-huh. He pushes that dude in the pool. Russell <laughs> <laughs> Brand's like, what's going on with that? And he's like, what? He fell. He fell. <laughs> no. And then the waitress serves him his ice cream. And she's like, it's ice cream <laughs> and a chill pill. <laughs> Like, just like, eat the ice cream right, and the chill right, pill. He's like, are you going to set it on fire? She's like, no, it's ice cream. It will melt. It will melt. <laughs> Take so some just, ice cream and, and a chill pill. And the chill ice pill. Cream. You have to ice do it in the racist cream. accent. I don't, I don't, I don't. I I'm going to go ahead and say that that's the chick who says, you know what, breakfast? <laughs> it might be. I'm going to go ahead and say that. It just occurred to me just now. Oh my gosh. But then we that see would be wonderful. Kiss, kissing Someone bugs. pull out their Google machine and find out. So I'm working on it. Uh, the story starts affecting the real world. Beep, boop, beep, A bee boop, stings boop. Adam Sandler's tongue, and now he has to talk like an idiot and have Russell Brand translate for him, just like the story. Right. Uh, Guy Pierce's presentation is a song and dance number about Broadway, and he's Adam. wearing sandals. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus sandals. And it falls, let's just say, flat. Adam didn't think I'm so. not gonna I'm not gonna lie though I would love a Broadway musical hotel sure why not that would be awesome well it I'll give this to Guy Pierce at least his pitch was about something right Sandler does his presentation and it was even dumber it had no point he didn't say uh-huh. anything that's true and he wins yeah. well I think he was just going for simplicity wow some what <laughs> For simplicity. Oh, I thought you said some pissity. Some pissity. What the That's hell what is pissity? Uh, I have really bad allergies girl. right now. He just had it's some pissity. not pissity. the same woman. Oh, shucks. You know what? Breakfast lady is not the same lady. 
That's just my racist bent. <laughs> that lady alive, she was pretty old in that movie. Yeah, she probably was. Yeah. So, uh, Thank yeah. Stop making fun of me. Okay, so then, uh, where are we? Guy Pierce gets licked by the booger monster, and Adam Sandler gets set on fire. Well. Well, hold on, hold on. He gets fired. Happy birthday to you. And that they bring. Happen yet. Oh, that not happens right there. Yeah, he he pushes Hello? Vernon Dursley's face into the cake. No, he no, puts no, a he fire extinguisher. A fire extinguisher oh, yeah. all over the cake. That's and what happens. Vernon Dursley. We just watched this movie. Where I was were not you? paying attention. <laughs> like an hour ago. I totally spaced out this part. I thought he pushed the cake into his face, but you're right. It was the fire extinguisher. And then, where was he hiding that fire extinguisher? I don't know. I don't know. Good question. Anal cavity. Jacket, I guess. It was hanging on his belt, you know. Maybe. I just have a fire extinguisher right here all the time. So the story ends kind of the way Sandler said it would in the beginning. There's no happy endings. Everyone thinks he's the bad guy. Just because he didn't even know the truth about the situation, they're all going to take it out on him. Right. Yeah, so he's packing up his room, and there's this creepy picture of his dad behind him, and he starts hearing yeah, his voice. That's like never in focus. <laughs> Anyways, Courtney Cox comes back and she comforts her bro a little bit and Sandler has a complete nervous breakdown and can hear the narration of the story from his own dad. Right. So, and he talks back to him. He sure does. So this is what I'm talking about earlier about hey, him having a psychotic talk break. To themselves. Yeah, smart people don't necessarily, well, I wish Matt was here. He could explain this to us a lot better. Oh, Matt, we miss you. <laughs> but she's upset not because of all the junk food and the real food that he gave her kids but the fact that he told the kids that there are no happy endings Mm -hmm. no matter what massage parlor you go to and of course she was the sister that That never (laughs) she was the like uptight (laughs) sister and she was no fun yeah skeeter always had all the fun at the hotel and she did not so you can tell she was kind of like, I expected you to, you know, help my kids have fun. Right. Then you mm. told them the worst lie of all. There's no happy endings. But then the dad starts talking, telling telling him, your ending sucks. <laughs> yeah. Go make your own ending. Yeah. You better get moving, son. So then he goes on to try and save the day. And he goes to his old high school nemesis, Aisha uh, Tyler, which we don't see what's happening, though. And he does end up saving the day. He does. Mm-hmm. But Guy Pierce is a bad wiener. Way. So he's going to blow up the school anyways uh, and tells everyone to shut off their cell phones so no one can get a hold of him and tell him that the variants didn't go through. So he's going to blow up the school. And then the niece and nephew go into the school, so they're going to get blown to smithereenies. And the drama is high. And the awesome bike yeah. sequence. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The sweetest motorcycle. So ridiculous. To ever pursue on cinematic film. And Rob right. Snyder comes back. Yeah. <laughs> in one of the, the spectacular... Take a long time to go through that wallet. <laughs> well, he just happened Especially to be holding it... it only had $3 in it. I know. Right. And he's holding it in the only open train car on the train. Right. In the perfect position for Adam Sandler to snatch it. Now, Sandler's doing some stuff he's never ridden a motorcycle before. Um, How? How do you do all well, that stuff? I would I would say that this could be explained away by a bedtime story. That the kid if the kids said all this happened, 
that that's why it would be able to happen. But there's evidently some magic going on with Sandler himself. Right. right? That we don't know about. That we don't know about. Like, he's magic. We're just going to go... That's where I'm going to say the magic derives from. It's from Sandler, maybe, somehow. Mm-hmm. They even kind of alluded to that at the very end of the movie, I think. Correct. Yeah. Hardcore. And I'll, I'm going to talk about that, too. But, uh... So he does all his bike stunts, makes it to the school just in time to save the day. He totally, like, butt kicks. Well, he... <laughs> He ghost rides Felicity off onto the monkey bars. He then jumps a seesaw, grabs onto a tether ball, swings around <laughs> the tether ball pole, and kicks Guy Pierce in the face. Now, with that velocity, Guy Pierce would have been dead. His chest cavity right. would have been caved in. <laughs> right. Blood everywhere. But seeing that Adam Sandler is magic, he's only slightly injured. And he announces in the weirdest voice possible, the hotel moves away and the school well, is like, has made a proclamation. Sir, it was like he was Sir Fix-a-Lot. Yeah, he's Sir right. Fix-a-Lot. The king has made the proclamation. Which well, during... that's because when he went, went to make his own ending, he fixes everything. He gets his wallet, gets the girl. He, sure. I mean, that's... And it actually alludes to all the stories he told. That's right. Well, they did that visually, too, as he's riding his Mm -hmm. motorcycle. Right. uh, At the end, Sandler starts a small family-owned motel. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Patricia Sparks comes. Oh, yeah. Little Patty Sparks comes and lays one on. uh, Patrick. 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 Which is weird. Patricia, Patrick, whatever. Weird uh, kids' names, I'm sure. Yep. Anyways. Keep and going. then Sandler and uh, Carrie Russell get together. Jill. And they kiss. Ooh. Ooh, they smoocherinis. Kissing, kissing. So he starts a small family-owned motel, names it after his dad, and for some reason Guy Pierce works for him, and Lucy Lawless. And Lucy Lawless. Yeah, no, I didn't understand princess? that at all. So this, to me, means that there is either just magic, Sandler's using magic, or this is the byproduct of a bedtime story he told that we didn't see. Right. I read, I read when when I was kind of doing, every time I watch these movies, I kind of read little excerpts from articles and whatnot, and they said that uh, they really want to gear it towards children, so I think all this ties in well, because like to my kids, like my three boys watched this with me, Yeah, they love this movie, and it's not really a, it is a kid movie, but it resonates with them, and I think even kids see the satisfaction of the bad guys having to work for Sandler. So yeah, I think it's part of the magic, but I also think it's tying in that they wanted to make a movie for kids, sure, and kids could resonate with that. So yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be logical. Exactly. Then we get the ending. Ending. There's a pretty cool pop up book um, that does the "This is what the main characters are doing now" type of thing that that they usually do in some sort of text with a picture of the people. But this time it's a pop up book, and uh, the High Sparrow narrates that too. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he does. And then the credits happen. So, and they play "Don't Stop Believing" all the way. Don't stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop singing. <laughs> but uh, there was ever a song that made a comeback. That song is it, man. Oh, Shoot, yeah. that song has been so relevant. Comeback. Last... It's it's never it never went away. Yeah. It, I mean, it for us it was huge. But then when uh, when Glee kicked it off again, I, that song know. got. Huge. I don't know if you're aware, but Sandler also featured that song heavily in his movie, The Wedding Singer. He has the best. I'm sorry. He has the best soundtracks for movies. He's Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're up there. 
He has awesome taste in music. <laughs> Billy Madison has a great soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, it does. They're all pretty great. Yes. But he's a big music guy, so it makes sense that all of his movies have great music. Yeah. Anyways. Thanks for that, Adam. There's only one thing I wonder if anyone else noticed. Oh, let's hear it. Um, Princess Warrior Lady. Lucy Lawless. She says that Skeeter's in room 111. No, mm-hmm. 109. 109. 109. But the number above the door is not 109. Oh, what was it? I I thought it was like one something. It wasn't 111. I know that. I just... You well, couldn't see it, it enough? It shouldn't be 111. It should be 109. <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> Tell me you think Wait. it was 109. I thought it was like 111. We will have to I have to go watch it again. She definitely eyes. said... I didn't pay attention to the number on the door, but she definitely said it was it was 109. Interesting. I, I could have swore it said something else. That's something I gotta look up. There hmm. we go. So, yeah, homeworks. Homework. Okay, I have a quick question for oh, everyone. Okay. What is your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Wedding Singer. Wedding Singer. Happy Gilmore. Ooh. Uh, mine is... Man, what's it called? What's the Hawaiian one? 51st oh, uh, States. 51st States. 51st States. That I like that one. You know, I'm, I'm going to switch my answer. I, I'm going to go 51st States. <gasps> That's a really cute movie. I like that movie. It's so good. Rachel, Rachel and I rented Blended. We haven't seen it yet. It's I was just a... going to say I love Blended, it, too. You know I what? heard it was really good. So Everyone slammed that movie, but it's cute. It's good. It's so cute. I like I The mean, reason why he goes to Hooters. Adam Sandler I, I... and Drew Barrymore. They're perfect together. Yeah, I never thought they, I would cry. And Terry Crews is hilarious. That's they've done one every 10 years. Something like that. Is that yeah. true? Is that right? Uh, about. Yeah, and they kind of always go back. I guess they're really good friends. Yeah. I mean, if so. it was every 10 years, then we're talking 30 years worth of movies. Well, 20 between the first Eight. and the second one. Or the first and the third one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Wow. <laughs> we're getting... Math boned you again! Math boned me again. But anyways, uh, what I wanted to say about Blended is I never thought I'd watch a movie where... A guy eating in Hooters would make me cry. Right? That's all I'm going to say. No spoilers. So. So. so go ahead and watch Blended, Adam. You're going to enjoy it. Um, So let's get into the biz. Joseph. I shall. Let's get into the biz, Adam. What do you rate this movie? Okay. So I'm going to rate it one because I like it two. My kids really liked it. So that was awesome. Ooh, a family experience Um, bump. I think... Well, I think it kind of goes back to the idea of, like, I don't think bedtime stories are a thing for people nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Do you guys tell your kids bedtime stories? Not, like, fake. Well, sort of, but not, like, ones we make up. Me and Oliver have this running gag going (laughs) where um, he'll go, I go, Oliver, tell me a story. And I'll lay next to him, and he'll go, well, once upon a time, there was two million bubble guppies, and they all died. (laughs) I do the same thing with uh, Nate. I'm like, tell me a story, Nate. He goes, once upon a time, I, I go, and? He goes, there was a night. And I go, and? So, and prompts. Anyway, so <laughs> that's kind of good with us. What do I give this? I give this a 7 out of 10. Okay. Because it's fun. It's awesome. It gets back to that. Movies should be somewhat magical like this in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So you don't see films like this often. Where they indulge in the art of storytelling, right? Right. So, I, be, I like that. It's pretty rare. 
You know, I don't know if this is like one of a kind, but it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Right. So That's why I give it seven. I mean, I might even give it a seven five. Ooh. Ooh. Five. That's a big score for me, all right? It so. is a huge oh. score for Adam. For Adam. All, right, all right, so well. I give it a seven, seven and a half out of ten. What do you give it, Angela? I will also give it a seven and a half out of ten. Ooh. I enjoy this movie. I remember watching it when it first came out. I enjoyed it then. I enjoy it now. Why don't you guys go down to the gym and pump each other? (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, and to kind of boost, I don't even know the right word right now. It's too late. (laughs) To kind of go off of both Adam and Angela, I'm going with the highest rating of eight. Ooh. Ooh. I enjoy this movie. Like Adam said, it has great acting by Guy Pierce, Adam Sandler, even some of the other actors and actresses did a wonderful part. I laughed. I still laugh at some of these scenes in this movie and it still tugged at my heartstrings. So it's definitely a rewatch in my future. Yeah, And I think that, you know, rewatchability is important when you're talking about movies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was trying to have a civil discussion online with people. I know <laughs> that was stupid. About <laughs> how, like, preference and appreciation are different. And, like, the specific discussion was about 2001, A Space Odyssey. Which, if you've ever seen it, you can probably re- recognize that it's a masterpiece in filmmaking. Right. But it's mm-hmm. just not rewatchable. I mean, mm-hmm. it's long. <laughs> And it's, masterpiece aside, it's boring. So, you know. I've never seen it. It, it is a masterpiece it of seems, filmmaking. It I'll, seems like it would be long and boring. And it's I long and boring, but if you, like, if you like the techniques used in filmmaking and about tension building, there is a lot there that's really quite excellent. Um, there's also a lot there that's like, okay, Stanley Kubrick, you were a madman. But I, I would suggest watch it anyways. But So so what do you give this one, Joe? I give this movie a 6 out of 10. I think this movie is utterly rewatchable. Um, I know it has its faults, but it is super fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Sandler is isn't fun. too ridiculous when he's in his normal persona. The ridiculousness is contained within the stories, which is, I think, a good place for his ridiculousness to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, he's a really good actor, um, but he just doesn't have much of a desire to stray outside of his wheelhouse of the ridiculousness. Uh, but that's just digression on my part. Um, I think everybody had fun making this movie, and I had fun watching it. So mm-hmm. I'm with you there. I highly recommend watching it. Six out of ten is a just a placeholder. I say everyone should watch this movie, especially if you you know have kids that are you know my kids' age, six to twelve. You know, they oh, all I'm had, definitely, definitely going to be it. watching it with Chloe when she comes home. Yeah, Aww. all my kids had fun watching it. Adam, your boys had fun watching it. Yeah. So, you know, it's good, clean fun. Yeah. Yes, it yes, is. sir. You know, it's not like uh, when Oliver watches Transformers and asks me what masturbation means. What? Uh, yeah, because they use oh, yeah. the term masturbate in Transformers. So, thank you, Michael Bay. Oh. Yay, Michael Bay! You're premature. <laughs> well masturbation guys that was bedtime (laughs) stories if you have any questions comments theories uh theories 
Yeah, theories yeah. about the magic. Hit us up at moviedummies.com and uh, let us know there. Dot com. Next dot week com. on the Movie Dummies podcast, <gasps> we'll be discussing I one of my all-time no. favorite movies. Really? And I mean what, what? all-time. Kung Pao. Uh, Enter yuck. the fist. Lame. Yuck. <laughs> Disappointed! She took like four clicks to get that thing rocking and rolling. <laughs> Oh, Hold man. on, I can play another one here. Stop clicking things. Get used to disappointment. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. I will. Nice. I will, Wesley. <laughs> you Wesley. Will? Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, we'll decide that later. No, it's great. Yep. You sit on a throne of lies. I don't. I'm well, okay. Here, how about this? You can't call me a liar for this. I love Kung Pao. Just here you. you. Go. What All about right, Adam? Fair enough. Adam. Hey, you big. It, oh, I totally went over him. I can appreciate it for mm-hmm. what it is, and it's a masterpiece in um, someone sitting in an editing room for hours <laughs> and making a film out of nothing. Oh man, it's pretty I great. think well, I think what's awesome for this the film that we're going to do, the Kung Pao, the fact that you know there's some movies that are just better when you watch it with the right person. Sure. Yeah, this was one of those. Like, I remember sitting in your apartment watching this, and dude, we died. Died. <laughs> like, we, oh my gosh. <laughs> and this movie like... is the brain and serious love child of just the one dude. The one dude? Yeah, the guy who plays Kung Pao. Uh, Steve Odenkirk. Hmm. I believe that's his name. Any it's... relation to Bob? I believe they're all related, Kirk? yes. There's a bunch of Bob? Odenkirks that are all comedy writers. Bob? But I think that's his name, Steve Odenkirk. Someone should Google that for me. I'm having too much um, fun. But he did all the voices. He, you know, really? I think, yeah, yes. <laughs> Which I'm, is when just... you when we watch the movie, you'll notice that you know. I can't perhaps, wait. I'm dying. Perhaps me and Adam could do every single impression of every voice and quote the movie. <laughs> okay. It's because they were all mm-hmm. done by one guy. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, I will be doing an impression next week. We'll see how that goes. Oh, well, you have to do an impression this week. We didn't nope, do one. Nope, let's hear your. Too late. Let's hear your Adam no, Sandler. No. Yeah, do, do it. Do it. Nah. You don't do any impressions. This this is the point of do this it. game. I know. Do I don't it. know any of his. Li- Hold on. I don't. Let's go to him. Do it for our <laughs> listeners. Well, <laughs> I gotta, hold on. I gotta look up one of his lines. Hold on. Give me. Okay. Give me a moment. Keep talking. Say, so give it a little tappy. It's tappy, Steve tap, tap, Odekirk. Steve Odekirk? Yeah. Okay. I know Who's there's a not the same Odekirks. as Better Call Saul. Who is that? That's Bob Odenkirk. Right. Bob Odenkirk? Otherwise known, otherwise known as Artillery Earther. <laughs> From How I Met Your Mother. Yes. I am currently rewatching him, Yen. Oh. Because I love it. It's. What? wrong with him it gets sad i know i know i don't i don't typically watch the last few episodes okay so this is steve odekirk is the writer i'm thinking of that he wrote all kinds of like cartoons and yeah he's credited for cowboys and aliens the screen story so yeah really movie dumb so we can blame that guy for that yeah well he did the screen story He he didn't end up doing the play the screenplay. Gotcha. So, but like the Nutty Professor was his. Nothing to lose. That's a great movie. Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Yeah. So I mean, baloney. 
Uh, he was a writer on In Living Color. So there you go. Awesome. Strong background. And I really love Kung Pao, man. <laughs> My phone uh, is at 2%, guys. Okay. So <laughs> that was Bedtime Stories. Next week, Kung Pao. We hope you all enjoy the movie. Um, and uh, check out movies dot, movie dummies, movies.com for something yeah. I didn't do. But Which is not us. <laughs> if you want to check out us, it's moviedummies.com. I don't know why I'm sending you to... Uh, you know, check, just go to stamps. check out our new website, imdb.com. Yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, I am JV, but IMDb. Oh my goodness. And as always, stamps.com slash WTF. So. <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to try this. Let's see if I can oh, do this. Oh, you're going to yay Michael Bain and Adam Sandler? Let's hear it. No, I was going to do a quote for oh, you. Oh, okay, let's do it. Uh, she she showed me her boobies, and I liked them too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Was that good? <laughs> I have no idea if I'm even close. I haven't seen that movie like in a Adam really Sandler long time. Was on the podcast just now, guys. Just for the listeners, Sandler was not here. That was just Shana doing an impression. Hail to the king, baby! Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, so as always, for Adam, I'm Joe. And for Joe, I am Adam. For Angela, I'm Shannon. And for Shannon, I'm Angela. We are the movie dummies. Matt's got dysentery. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Matt, he was playing Oregon Trail and caught dysentery. (laughs) That's what his little tombstone said, anyways. We're going to rest a few days. I'm sure if he's not back for Kung Pao, (laughs) oh boy, there will only be two of us that like the movie next week. Hey, it'll be a good setup when we do Tremors 4. Oh, yeah, that's coming woo, up with too. So yeah, yeah, if I gotta sit through Tremors 4, you gotta sit through Kung Pao. Exactly. I think that's more than fair. You know what, Adam? Yeah. But they should watch Kung Pao four times. Right? <laughs> hey, we should do Bruce Almighty. She's pointing at... Never mind. We gotta get going. She's oh, just yes. gonna start rambling on. I do. We should I do, do that. Light Switch. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I love Lamp. Uh, Albuquerque. Champ, I think I ate your chocolate squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. Peace. I'll be back. You gonna do Yay Michael Michael Bay in your newfound Adam Sandler impression? I no. Can't you make someone else do it? You already made me. You do it, Joe. You can you're the only one who can actually do an Adam Sandler impression. I don't know if I can do an Adam Sandler impression. And I don't recommend. And I, 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 I say yay, Michael Bay. No, no, no. There no, you go. Michael Bay. No, we're going to say yay, Michael Bay. What? Yay, Michael Bay. Go, Michael Bay! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>